the sum of all my past experiences, um, the environment, um, the thoughts, how that turned into patterns, turned into actions, and how I subconsciously just created an identity around, you know, I'm not worthy of being a leader. I'm not worthy of, of, you know, affection. I'm not a great speaker. You know, I, I don't know how to tell my story. Like it's that, yeah, it's just realizing that that's just an identity that I've, you know, created um, like up until this point. That was Anthony Nung. And this is the Raw with Ollie McNichol podcast. McNichol. Anthony, thank you so much for being here, brother. Um, after all that, I'm so glad we're finally getting into it. Tell the world who Anthony is, what you're doing. Just give us a rundown, man. Who are you? First of all, thanks for having me on the podcast, Ali. It's an honor. Um, yeah, I've been really pumped to get on this for a long time. So yeah, honor's all mine. Who am I? Oh, uh, I guess Anthony is a, he's a curious human being at heart. Um, he's always love um, exploring, being creative, um, as well as slowly leaning into his more sensitive, softer side. Um, yeah, I think he's just all around curious, lover, sensitive sort of guy. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that. What about what you do, man? What are you doing right now? What have you been doing in the last, let's go 12 months? Um, 12 and, months. and what is it that you're doing right now? Cool. So rewinding to 12 months, I started a creative agency with a good friend of mine. So he was a videographer. I was in the digital marketing space doing like managing social media accounts. So we sort of combined two forces and yeah, we ended up doing quite a lot of um, video work. So doing like uh, social media videos um, for businesses to post on their, their Instagram pages, stuff like that. And that gradually turned into a lot of real estate work. So we sort of essentially became a real, real estate video agency. And then also last year during COVID, uh, we sort of pivoted and did a lot more branding work. So that's when I first got exposed to you know, the idea of like what makes up a person, what makes up a personal business brand, core values, which is very relevant to my life right now because I'm slowly starting to, um, you know, really embody and discover what my core values are. So that was really great. And fast forwarding to now, I, I just recently left the agency to pursue really, I guess, really to pursue or discover um yeah, the next phase of my life going into what I really want to do, how I want to leave an impact um, on the people around me, on the world. So hence why I'm here on this podcast talking to, to you, Ali. <laughs> 
I feel like I can't even go on without asking the question, what impact do you want to have? I feel like if I was to just leave that there now, I just wouldn't be right. So let's just go straight into it. What impact do you want to have? (laughs) Great question. Great question. And it's good that you asked that because I have been, I have, yeah, probably been thinking on this topic for, um, for the longest time compared to like all the other years before this. So I guess the impact I want to have on the world is essentially to create more independent learners, you know, more heart centered individuals who also want to leave an impact on the, on the world. And, and I guess lead their own lives through their own experiences, their expertise, um, and really be open to sharing their vulnerabilities. And um, yeah, I think it's a world where, you know, uh, people young and old can wake up and feel like there's meaning, like they have a direction on, on what they want to do. Um, yeah. And just being really open to the world. I think, uh, you know, vulnerability, it's a big buzzword at the moment, but uh, like it's a big opportunity to be a hundred percent yourself. And I think if more of us can sort of lean into that side, yeah, I think the world would be in a much better place. Yeah. What is your response? What would be your response to someone saying, well, what does it matter? What does it matter to even try to do these big things? What, what would be your response to someone saying, what's the point and why does it matter to be your best self and be your highest self? Yeah. Great question. It's funny. Cause I was that person asking those questions, uh, you know, like leaving high school, entering adulthood, you've got the lens of maturity on and you're sort of just like, all right, what now? Um, and you sort of really start to ask questions within yourself and you're like, yeah, like what is, does my life even have a meaning? So yeah, I did, did ask those questions a lot and why it's important. I guess, well, it's, it's not sort of a, it's not a matter of luck or it's not a coincidence that we're all on this, on this, um, you know, planet at this point in time, like we're, mm. we all sort of have, you know, a soul's purpose, which is a big topic that we've um, been speaking a, a lot on. Like we all play a, a very important role, whether it's, you know, being in business, being a loving father, you know, being a great friend or even, you know, experiencing high levels of adversity, you know, having the day-to-day challenges of your life. I think um, just becoming aware and realizing that, you know, we all sort of have a purpose on this planet to, to affect one person, many people. Yeah. Just having that realization. Mm. Yeah, that I, I agree. That's awesome. I feel like that's the biggest thing. It's um, and I've been there as well, caught in that, like that, that chaos of like, what does it matter? And how much does it actually matter that I try to do these, these things that I think are going to have such an awesome effect on the world. Um, And it's only for me in the last few years that I've realized it matters because of the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Like every single thing we do has a consequence, has a the, the ripple effect isn't just from the positive and the, um, the great things we do is from every single action. So, yeah, I, I totally agree on that. It's, 
Yeah. I feel like it's, there's the life you live when it's just like, oh yeah, um, this is life is just doing random shit. Life is just getting by. And then there's another life that you step into where it's like, oh, it matters. It matters what I'm doing here. (laughs) I can't just be sitting around and talking shit about people. I should embody my higher self, also figure out what that looks like, and then create this this powerful ripple effect because it matters not for now, not for like 10 years, but for forever, for eternity. What we do now is so important. Hey. Yeah, 100%. And, I, and funny that you say that because I feel like I am entering that that second life or like that third phase of my life where it's like <laughs> you're sort of you're sort of living un- unconsciously you're just having fun being like a, a child and then you sort of start to get that little bit of awareness growing up you realize you have emotions and feelings you start to like suppress that a bit and then you step into that more um you put on that more mature lens and you go okay all right what am i what am i really here to do am i gonna just be living like this for the rest of my life or do I actually want to you know actually step up and be the person that deep down I, I truly believe I can be yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> this is the best <laughs> podcast ever I've uh I've as I was saying to you before it's they've come a long way I've come a long way and the the conversations that I have with people have come a long way um, from those previous podcasts. So I felt it was really necessary. I only just made a new album, uh, cover like podcast cover last night. Um, and just putting it together, I'm feeling the whole, what, what we're talking about, like that, that stepping into that new phase, that new life, I'm feeling it all right now. So this is just awesome. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling um, it too, bro. I'm loving it. All right. What, also, what is the, what's the logo? Is that an eagle or a hawk? Oh, thanks for asking. It's actually a raven. It's a raven. Okay. Mm, yeah. Which, which Australians think is, so in, in Australia, right? You see those all black birds and we just think of them as crows, right? Yeah. You know the ones? Yeah. And apparently yeah. they're, they're not, they're actually ravens. Um, yeah. As in like so those, ravens in Game of Thrones, those sort of ravens. Exactly. Yeah. They're apparently Australian oh. ravens. Like if you look up crows on, on Google images, like, like a, if you just look up photos of crows, it's completely different to the ravens that we see out. Yeah. In the, in the streets, it's, um, yeah, it's strange. They're in like the same sort of family. Uh, I forgot the word. There's a family. I want to find it. Um, like they're part of the same family, but they are very different. They have very distinct um, differences. Let's have a look. Crow, raven, family. And then I'll tell you about the meaning. Uh, so there's a good chance that all along I've been looking at more ravens and crows. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Same family. All right. I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. Um, <laughs> cool. I think your listeners are going to love this one. Yeah. 
Pronunciation. All right. How to pronounce. Did you hear that? No. Is that coming through? Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Oh, shit. All right, you got can you, me. Can you hear me? I can hear yeah, you. Yeah, I got you. I'm still okay, through the did, mic. Did the AirPods... Yeah, did the AirPods jump to your phone? Mm-hmm. When you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It automatically synced, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, you didn't hear the pronunciation the of... No, I think when you um, pressed it, it would have jumped. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, See, convenience comes at a cost, man. Convenience yeah. comes at a, at a, at a, a large cost. Uh, this is awesome. Um, here I was talking about this new, new and improved podcast, and there's like <laughs> just breaks every few minutes. Um, oh gosh. Anyway, it's all fun. Um, the yeah. pronunci- the pronunciation is Corvidi. <laughs> Corvidi. Corvidi. Mate, you could have easily said that. That's, that's, that's... I don't know what the correct I, pronunciation is, but that sounds all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go with Call that. Um, and yeah, so crows and ravens are are in this same family of Corvidae. Oh, and okay, yeah. So my so my logo for anybody who hasn't seen it is um, it's got that crescent, uh, like the moon crescent slash letter O in the back, oh. and then there's the raven that's like uh, in the middle of it going across. Um, and that is a couple of things, but it's also an M because the shape of it. Yep. But yep. it's intentional that it's not like obviously, oh yeah, OM, Ollie McNichol. Um, the, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to do with the moon in the background. And then the inner line of the moon actually represents the hero's journey. And the different uh, lines and breaks in in that circle um, represent the different phases of the hero hero's journey. So that's a little bit of insight as to what the logo means, what the the background means, and the the raven itself is. Uh, and I have it here as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and I've I've always seen it since my dad passed away. It's it's been something ravens just show up like crazy in my life in in such right. such profound and pivotal moments as well. Um, so it's just something I'd, I have a deep connection to, and um, yeah, it, it could just be my raz picking up on it and and whatever. But I love it, so why not why not enjoy it? Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Every time I see a raven on the street now, I'm just going to think about Ollie McNichol now. You will. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Mm. Every I'm going to start to see I... them every every day now. You know that. I I, I promise you, you will. Um, <laughs> and whenever I go out with someone and I like, I don't know, I spend an extended period of time with someone, it is really strange. Um, well, it's just normal now, but even the people who don't know the story or know the connection I have with the ravens, they'll say this is weird like i never see this many crows ravens um just hanging out like this and i'm just like you know to myself like yeah that's just that's normal yeah 
um, it's me. so it's not yeah. just something that I'm that I see. It's it's when I'm with others as well for a good amount of time, oh. they pick up on it. It's very interesting. interesting. Mm. You could almost do a deep analysis on that as a just yeah. standalone episode. <laughs> I think so. That's, That's not super a bad cool. idea. Mm. So yeah, mm. thank you for asking. Um, where where were we before that though? Oh, talking about the new new and improved podcast that um we have breaks and uh interferences <laughs> interruptions every five minutes yeah how long did we take trying to set this one up just probably just ticked over an hour i think probably taking ownership probably. though it was it was my side all that time I, I had ollie tinkering like crazy for like a good 30 <laughs> minutes and it was it was in uh, on my side so, here i was thinking i was taking like... ownership <laughs> oh i appreciate it man but it's all good it's all fun um and yeah as you said it it just like allows for the um it calms the reptilian brain (laughs) and it's just a really nice way to chill out when there's all this stuff going on and then um it feels like we have we dealt with the shit and now it's like oh it's all good let's go into this podcast completely clear um yeah uh sweet all right <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's move on man um i want to hear about anthony the observer and filmmaker oh film okay. director okay okay so to start this one off i'm gonna have to take it back to the childhood days growing up in darwin um shout out darwin uh anthony the observer so growing up um Fortunately enough, mum always had this Sony Handycam lying around. So being the curious sort of um, playful kid, picked it up, started filming random stuff around the house, just exploring the backyard. And then also I got got my um, two neighbours involved and I started, started just stepping into like this sort of makeshift film director. And we, we would have been like five or seven um, at the time and I would be... Um, yeah, sort of getting them to put on like all sorts of crazy stuff and directing them and be like, all right, you start here. You, all right, cut, action. Um, and really just taking in, just growing up in Darwin, just taking in all these ideas and just like, you know, there was so much like wonder being a kid growing up in Darwin. You, you know, you can just jump on your bike right around the suburbs. Um, and there was just a lot to take in. You know, colors are very vibrant, a lot of wonder growing up. So um, yeah, just being a very curious, uh, natured sort of kid, I'd be taking in, in a lot of stuff around me um, and then sort of carrying that on into like the video making. And yeah, it was honestly looking back, it's it's getting a, a great sense of nostalgia and it's really, um, yeah, really warm and stuff because like it was a lot mm. of fun. I was, I had a really good uh, childhood growing up and down for sure. Mm. Yeah, awesome. So did you did did you do anything with the footage is there still footage that you can there get a hold of 100 so there is oh, definitely awesome. footage so there's not just footage out there i have the footage it's on a hard drive uh <laughs> i know a lot of people are against like sharing like old home videos because it's so cringeworthy but i'm sort of coming around <laughs> to it and just being like you know what i'm gonna own own that it was a lot of fun that's like you know my playful side just me being yes. like hella silly. And um, I think that's when I was the loudest as well. It's like, it's almost really cool to see that because there's like no filter. It's just me being like silly 
just leaving it all out there. Um, and yeah, mm. yeah, just it's yeah, those are probably some of the best days just being this loud kid, just expressing on on camera and just being just being silly, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. I would love to see that footage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <They'll, laughs> Please get it out. Be, there'll, there'll be a time, yeah, in the in the short future. I'll, I'll let you know for sure. Yeah, awesome. We can we can laugh um, at it together. Yeah, that'll be so good. Uh, on the topic of Darwin then, uh, so you've asked me to ask you what four words only Darwin people would understand. And I, I have... I have a, I have a guess. Is it? Yeah. Is it caution? Do not swim. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, of the, the crocodiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's one. Okay. Yeah. What is it then? Tell me. What are these four words? Hmm. Okay. Um, I would say, Trevor the rubbish warrior. Skate world. Video 2000 and hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'll take chicken luxa. All right. You got to elaborate yeah. on uh, what is it? Trevor the what? Tre- Trevor the rubbish warrior. Okay. You got to elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you'd <laughs> ask that. So, um, so pretty much growing up in like, um, like a small city slash town, you you know, you have some iconic personalities growing up. So there was always this one, one guy called Trevor. Um, and you would, wherever you would go around Darwin, whether you're like walking around or driving through the streets or the city, he'll always pop up. And like, <laughs> you, and like, as soon as you see him once, your Raz will pick him up like crazy. And this is, this guy's a real dude. He's not some like um, imaginary spirit or whatever. He's a real dude. And the reason why he was dubbed the rubbish warrior is he would simply just go around Darwin, just picking up rubbish, picking up sticks and putting, putting together these like um, pretty like amazing sort of structures. So that's sort of like his, his mark that it would leave. And overnight, all these structures would start magically appearing around, around the city. Wow. So yeah. he was a I, he was literally a fucking warrior. <laughs> he, he was 100%. doing warrior shit. <laughs> yeah he like i'm talking like primal sort of shit like walking around picking up sticks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. iconic iconic man i haven't seen him in ages I, ho- I hope he's okay i think he sort of spiraled a bit out of control at some stage i think he even tried to run run for like the labor part oh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> i haven't i just wish him well he was he was a iconic dude yeah shout out to trevor then Shout out, Trevor. Shout out. Yeah, I hope you're listening to this, Trevor. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. You know what's funny? Adelaide actually has an iconic uh, dude as well who walks around in like superhero, different superhero outfits. And he's just, yeah. he's everywhere. He's he's everywhere all at once. Like, um Although in saying that, I haven't seen him for a while. Um, but I, I am pretty certain that anyone from Adelaide who spent somewhat some amount of time around the city to, uh, I don't know, around the city area would have seen this dude. 
Um, but oh. that's that's cool that maybe there's this, maybe there's a group of them. Maybe they're all over and they're here. One in each state and we need to bring them <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> uh, or it's all the same one. Uh. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yes, yeah, sweet. And what was the other one? Skate World. Skate World. Oh, another iconic place. Uh, pretty much the the place you would go like every Friday night. Um, everyone would bring their rollerblades, roller skates, and there would be like arcades. You get hot food. Pretty much the place to be. Like you could ask any sort of territorial or like person from Darwin and growing up, and you would ask them like, "What's a really good like memory that you have?" And it would be like going to Skate World. Like that was a spot. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it, I think it it got demolished like many years ago. But um, yeah, really good memories. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. What was the other one? There was another one. Oh, Chicken Luxa. Why just Darwin? Unbiased here. Best Chicken Luxa and also the best sunsets in Darwin, hands mm. down. Um, yeah, Perks are living in Darwin. We're very close to the equator. It's very tropical. So you get some really awesome gradients, um, really awesome sunsets. And yeah, nothing better than going to the Middle Beach Sunset Markets, getting a chicken laksa, sitting on the <laughs> beach with your loved ones and just staring into the sun. It's awesome. Not staring directly into the sun, but the sunset is very calming. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So when was the last time you were in Darwin? Uh, before this year, I wouldn't have gone to Darwin for uh, two years, but fortunately I was able to get back there in may so mm. just a couple months um and it was yeah really awesome because um just being there just getting a greater sense of appreciation for the place and yeah it was real cool just again just walking around my the the place i grew up in and just like again just exploring just being like damn okay i remember like i used to climb this tree i used to pick papayas off this tree and <laughs> i used to used to light fires around this side of the house when mum couldn't see me yeah it was a, a nostalgia trip it was really it was a really good trip mm-hmm. and where are you now based in melbourne so i've been living in yeah. melbourne for the last four years yeah um and i guess it's like that second second place to call home now yeah mm-hmm. it's treated me very well yeah other than that have you done much traveling elsewhere outside of australia yes yes so uh mum being filipino descent and dad being born in singapore i've been lucky enough to go to those two places a few times growing up and then um entering adulthood took a gap year after high school went to europe and the uk which was awesome for a couple months and that was sort of my first sort of my first sort of exposure to the greater world outside of just Darwin and Australia. So that mm-hmm. was, that was a really, really memorable trip. And then also the last couple of years through uni, I've been able to do some overseas internships in like China, Malaysia, South Korea, and also going to Fiji, which was really awesome. So quite a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. I really do, do enjoy exploring a bit. Um, yeah. So yeah. On, on that note then, tell me about consulting CEOs in china tell me that tell me about what the heck that means (laughs) what was going on there so how i even like 
got to that point, it was, yeah, after second year uni, that's when I was just like, all right, like I've done the drinking, I've done the partying, I've done the Netflix and just sitting on the couch. And then I sort of just started looking for opportunities around campus. And I realized like the perks of being born and living in Australia, like there's a lot of like funding and grants um, available for for Australian citizens to to go overseas and do like internships and stuff like that. So I signed up for one, got accepted. And then next thing you know, I was going to China of all places. Never thought I'd be going to like, like China ever, but I was like, hell yeah, I'm just going to like, just like take a jump, um, have zero expectations. And then, yeah, we ended up consulting for a, a giant panda sanctuary, which was pretty random, but pretty cool at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah. And we spoke to like the CEOs and the, the operational managers of the place. Um, and yeah. And then I, after that, that sort of led me to, to take up even more um, opportunities in Malaysia, South Korea. And yeah, that really pretty much gave me those opportunities to like consult and speak in front of like CEOs and like the, like their, their teams and stuff like that. So really pushed me to, um, to really just like, sit with discomfort and really just like grow as as a speaker as a person as a student as a learner so yeah really cool experiences Mm. speaking of sitting in discomfort what does that mean to you oh i think now definitely now it means I'm sort of heading in the right, yeah, I'm heading in the right direction. If I can be able to just sit and be still and, and really accept the resistance there and use it as, I guess, a driver or an indicator of why, why I'm, you know, right where I need to be in that, in that level of discomfort. Yeah. Sort of using that as an indicator of like, you know what, I'm, I'm here. It's the right place, right time. Um, and just really lean into it. Yeah. Mm. Those who don't really understand the the meaning of stillness in the sense that we're kind mm. of talking about, how would you describe how would you describe stillness and the importance of it in life? Oh, that's a good question. Stillness, I think. Well. Oh, it's pretty, it's actually a pretty relevant, uh, relevant question actually, because I'm in day eight of the 30 days of doing 30 minutes of meditation first thing in the morning. So that in itself has been a big challenge and also a big, uh, sort of face-to-face moment with, with stillness. Um, and I think through that experience being in day eight stillness to me is accepting that you know, you're going to have thoughts, you're going to get distractions, um, just sitting with yourself. But I guess being okay with that, like being able to sit in stillness and being like, um, you know, my physical body's here, but I've also got this conscious awareness. I've got, I've got emotions. I've got thoughts. Um, yeah. It's, I think stillness is directly connected with like having that extra layer of self-awareness for me mm. and just being okay with that. Mm-hmm. 
what's been your biggest takeaway of 30 minute meditations on a daily basis? Oh, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. It was, it's probably the byproduct of it is just like the discipline, the sheer discipline it takes to be able to just sit with yourself, especially, especially today. Like the first thing, you know, the average person does check their phones, yet exposed to like hundreds, if not thousands of marketing messages already. As soon as you open your phone, go on Facebook, Instagram. So it's just, yeah, it's sort of being able to pull myself away from that that place and being able to be like okay like it's not also it's not all that bad just being able to sit in silence with yourself Mm. and just yeah be still yeah Mm -hmm. yeah do you do you find that you're you're now able to reach a deeper a deeper sense of of self-reflection as well through that meditation it's it's deeper than it's ever been yeah yeah definitely because prior to prior to the the 30 days um like the longest i could sit with myself was probably like two two to five minutes doing like a meditation so it was nothing it never came natural to me it's sort of something i had to develop um and be comfortable with um uh what was what was your question again sorry it was so yeah the reason i asked that if if you're now able to achieve a deeper sense of self-reflection uh, yeah. um, yeah. is because you, you mentioned to me um, in the notes that you gave me is that the last, well, a, a moment of real deep reflection was post year 12. And I was, mm. yeah, I was interested to, to hear about what that was for you and what was happening in your life um, in that moment. Yeah. Uh, I think the drawing the connection from, from like having, being able to have that deeper reflection, sitting in meditation um, and post year 12 is like, instead of me sitting, um, doing my meditation and still having that deeper reflection, it was sort of the same feeling I had when I was working, when I took the gap year and I was working in like a warehouse job, I was doing graveyard shifts at like a call center. I was doing you know being a dishwasher at a, at a cafe I was I was managing all these like smaller jobs so I could save and travel to Europe but sitting here talking to you it, it does bring back similarities of that deep reflection um, which is something I guess you can access whenever you want really whenever you're actually mm-hmm. open and willing to lean into it it doesn't it's not a matter of just sitting cross-legged on a, on a patch of grass and you're like sitting up tall like you could actually access that just walking outside, having just like a one conscious breath um, and just being just with you in that moment. Um, mm. Yeah. And I think um, that's being doing the 30 days of meditation. It's um, yeah. I've drawn similarities to having those deep reflection moments um, from now. And then also um, a couple of years ago, um, post year 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Biggest learning from working at Graveyard Shift in a call center? What was the biggest learning there? Apart from it just not being for me, it's um, (laughs) it definitely gave me a greater, greater appreciation for my health. Um, Also, it 
it it did allow me to deeply reflect reflect just being you know one of two people just sitting in an office and it's like 4 a.m and the phone isn't ringing and you're just by yourself and you're either watching a movie or you know just yeah just being there and, and i remember looking out into the into the out at the window and just seeing like yeah, the city just asleep, like all these high rise buildings, the lights turned off, there'll be one or two. And I'm just thinking like, man, like I'm, I'm the person with the light on from other people's <laughs> point of view. And it was just like, yeah, it was just like an existential moment. <laughs> Did you ever realize that you had this, is it only just now that you realize that you had this big moment within a call center work in the graveyard shift? Or did you, in that moment, did you know? <laughs> uh, it was one of many moments, but I think it's those moments definitely arise when I was, you know, working in the office environments and, you know, just standing at the dishwasher and washing dishes and like just being by on my own and just, like that's when I had, you know, the time to really like sit in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then like, I always knew like, yeah, there was sort of a greater pull to do something, you know, greater than me. Like it was always there. And I think now the last year and year or two, I'm really starting to, to yeah, actualize that and actually see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm, I'm excited to come back to that. I want to put a pin on, put a pin in there because that's, a really exciting thing. I'm so keen to go into it. Um, my question is, how did you go from working graveyard shift in a call center to accidentally showing up on billboards in Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So I was doing I was doing odd jobs um, the year after high school, traveled to Europe, and then coming back to Europe sort of being a lost soul and then being like, all right, time to sort of, you know, exit the the fishbowl of, of Darwin and like enter a new environment, a new city. So yeah, moved to Melbourne um, for uni. And then, yeah, second year, just having a bit of a low, low period and then being like, all right, I, I need to sort of like seek, seek something that's going to sort of like challenge me and just drive me. So I actually, there's, there's, a, there's a really cool hack for, for any university students looking to get free portraits um, is, to, is to email, find the contact of the marketing team on campus of your university and just let them know like, hey, um, I'm willing to be like an extra or talent for like your next marketing campaign if you need photos. Because they're always looking for, for talent and extras um, to get photos done for, for advertising purposes. So essentially you're getting free photos, professional portraits, <laughs> and you're also getting paid. Right. So just a tip. Just a tip for anyone listening there. And and at the time I was looking, you know, I was seeking a lot of like self-development. I was seeking mentors. I was seeking to build a bit of a brand on LinkedIn just to like build a bit of a presence. So yeah, at the time I was like working on campus and I, I had a contact, uh, a lady in the marketing team. And I just, yeah, she sort of reached out and said, hey, um, do you know any students looking to be a part of like some marketing campaigns? I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> got paid. I got paid. I got free like portraits. But the thing is, you never know where they're going to use it. Um, <laughs> and I sort of was like, I'm happy with I'm happy with free photos. I'm happy I got some cash. 
but then next thing you know i'm popping up on phone booths and then they put me on like a billboard in like the city and then i'm getting all these messages on facebook and i'm like oh and at the time i did not own it i was like no 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 that's not me i swear that's not me it was a really <laughs> to be fair it was a really bad angle like yeah but anyway that's that's the story behind that if you're looking uh, to get free awesome. portions done yeah but you may show up in places you didn't know you would Yes, That's, I also yeah. did show up on a random TikTok ad at some point as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is fairly recent. This would have been, yeah, uh, last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So I guess that's that's my five <clears throat> seconds of fame, if you will. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, then this is a kind of a good segue to... My next question, which is around social media. So you told me a little bit about how through a dating app, you were sucked into some multi-level, multi-level marketing in one way or another. Tell me about yes. that. How does that happen through a dating app? Yes. Okay. So first of all, the dating app is Bumble, which um, like, if you're not aware of, it's a, it's a dating app, but there's also options to network with like business people Mm, and also, also get connected to people on like a, on just a purely a friend, friend level. So, and at the, at the time, so second year of uni, this is when I was like, all right, um, I'm going to, you know, slow down on the drinking, the partying and actually try to like, be a better person and just like try like find something for myself that um that I can work upon so that's when I started seeking you know anyone who was willing to like you know have a conversation with me guide like mentor so then I heard you can actually connect and network with like business professionals on on this app called Bumble so I created an account got on Bumble started swiping right on all these like white collared suit and tie um, individuals. <laughs> and then like a few matches later, I, I, I get this guy message me and, and he starts asking me about my situation. And, you know, at that point in time, I'm like, Oh man, I just feel like there's something better for me out there. I just want to like, you know, network and just, you know, he would have um, loved that. He would have loved yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm willing to learn. I'm curious. And he was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Look, I'll um, I like speak to to this guy that I'm like part of a, a mentorship thing with, and I'll see if I can bring you to the next one. So, next thing you know, I'm I'm getting pizza with him. We have a chat. He gives me a book, and I'm like, hell yeah! Like I've always wanted to get into self development and reading books. So, next thing you know, I'm in a seminar with with like 50 other people, all dressed up, and I'm walk, walking in with trackies and like a puffer jacket just like sweet like i thought i generally thought i was uh yeah that was sort of like my entry into like you know becoming becoming a, a better person but yeah really, <laughs> that was the uh, big funny thing. enough yeah and then funnily enough next thing you know i'm getting like asked to sign up to buy these products and whatnot and i'm like oh okay yeah this is did a few google searches i'm like ah oh, yeah connected the dots cool um, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was, it, it did challenge me at the time because I was, I did really, you know, s- was seeking that sort of guidance and 
that person to take me under their wing. But um, yeah, that, mm. that did allow me to like start reading. Like it wasn't all bad. They definitely gave me a lot of helpful resources. Um, they gave me the first book that I read from start to finish, which is the compound effect. And that really set me off in a really good um, trajectory to like continue reading and learning. Um, and that also allowed me to realize like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to have to do it on my own terms and, and like take it upon myself to start something of my own instead mm. of having to seek out other, <clears throat> other people to rely on. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I find that they have such like their, their intent is really good. Um, and yeah, I am kind of generalizing it, but their intent is actually really awesome. You know, they want to share these awesome books. Um, they want to share this awesome, like, uh, sense of um, doing doing the work. But then, and what I find, find challenging to kind of ex- respect, I guess, about it is it's following someone else's creation someone else's term someone else's um path really which is fine it's all good but that's that's personally my only that's why i'm like yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna pave my own way um yeah but yeah now that's 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 cool and so what was your what was your out what was your out to that oh (laughs) so i i told my quote-unquote mentor that like i was having bit of doubts with like moving forward and stuff like that and he was like you know what just just have a call with you know the the head guy and just talk it out I was like yeah okay um and then like prior to that phone call all I was doing was like just coming up with like like all these excuses and all these reasons that I had to had to leave I was like oh man I'm leaving the state um you know I, I won't be in Melbourne um, like I'm, I'm trying to start my own thing. And then I got on a call with him and he pretty much shut down all, like shut down all my like dreams and desires. And he was like, how do you, how do you expect to, to get to that? If you don't have, um, I guess that guidance and, and mentorship, but mm. I, I held firm. Um, and I was like, nah, like I, yeah, I generally don't think this is a good fit. Um, and then I sort of left it at that. And yeah, I think he, they stopped uh, humbugging me after a while. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh that was a moment where I was like, nah, this is where I really have to own my, own my shit and go out there myself and do it right. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So biggest takeaway is own your shit. Be careful on Bumble <laughs> on, yes. on the dating apps. You never yes. know who you're going to keep, meet. <laughs> keep the dating apps just for dating. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious um did you i don't think we spoke about it much but the the agency that you were a part of and you've now moved on from uh yeah tell tell us a bit more about what that agency was and the decision moving forward to yeah to put that in the past and and take these these new steps towards what it is that you're truly passionate about what was the agency yeah, doesn't have so to be the, the agency, name, but like, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a creative agency. I think mm. we touched on it early in the episode. Um, and to tie back to post, post uh, Bumble, uh, after that, I sort of 
yes, sort of dabbled into like editing videos online, watching YouTube tutorials, um, how to do social media marketing as that's, I, I, I felt that was like a high value skill at the time, which it, which it is now for sure in the modern age. So I started freelancing, started um, looking for opportunities, developed my skills over like a year, year or so. Um, and then uh, started last year um, after dealing with a few clients, learning sort of my, my trade around, um, you know, running sort of a freelance um, or, or sole trader business online. Um, I was working with a videographer, a friend at the time, we were doing like shoots in the city and just like um, really, you know, vibing, just being really creative. And then we decided to come together, start our own sort of um, creative business together. And then I essentially started like picking up the phone and ringing real estate agents and, and just really winging it on the phone and just trying to get sort of any opportunities to shoot videos for people. Um, and it was really good. We, us, we sort of built a foundation, a, a solid client base. And yeah, we like grew the agency over, over a year, even through COVID, um, picked up some really cool um, commercial video projects and yeah, like it was, I think um, a lot of the projects I sort of gravitated to were very um, like there was a startup trying to build a video course to help students become better mentors. Um, we worked with like graduate coaches who were trying to get people employed. So it was like pretty impactful sort of work. So that's mm. what that that was really good because I was like, you know what, this is I like I'm enjoying this. I enjoy like um, having genuine conversations with people. Um, sort of advising them on on this sort of stuff um, but yeah we got to a point where we we grew the agency and then we started niching down onto more like real estate work um, I sort of stepped away from from being behind the camera and editing I focused more on just like sales and marketing um, but yeah just to take complete ownership I started to fall out of love and out of touch with the business I yeah, my day-to-day tasks started to become very minimal. I wasn't taking action. I wasn't like becoming the leader that I knew I, I could have been for me and my business partner. And yeah, I, there was, and then they just got to a point um, early this year where I was like, I'm having all these thoughts and doubts. Um, I got to like speak to my, to my business partner and just let them know how I'm feeling. Um, and mutually we decided it was the best um, for me to move on. And yeah, it was, it was all from a place of love um, mutual respect. Um, yeah. And then that sort of led me, um, you know, reinvesting in myself, um, connecting with, with, you know, um, other people out there and then eventually coming across Tom, you, um, and the transformer event. So it was, it's a, a huge blessing in hindsight. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. That's just such an awesome, segue obviously to the transformer event and what that was for you um but uh just before we go there so creative agency just for my own understanding is that yeah does that kind of take care of all is it content creation i guess is that the bigger that's that's kind of what it is create creative yeah. agency is yeah mm-hmm. creative agency is a very broad term but yeah i was yeah. thinking that to, yeah. to keep it very plain and simple content creation agency mm. yeah right yeah yeah cool yeah so because I, I was hearing the that broad spe- spectrum of, of all the things that you did um that's awesome so uh, 
I'd assume that the the amount of talents that you that you've taken away from that, so many aspects that you can take away and and um and put into your own your own stuff now. Um, mm. Yeah. What what were the what's your philosophy on um on marketing now mm. coming out of that what's your philosophy on marketing bit counterintuitive but it's don't be a marketer mm. and the reason why i say don't be a marketer is you want to be diagnosing like a doctor and testing like a mad scientist because <laughs> the first thing the first thing you hear when you uh the first first thing you think when you hear marketing is you know all these loud and, and in your face sort of messages. Um, and you're not even getting to know the core problems of, of your prospects of the person. Um, so I think it's always starting by just having that genuine connection and chat with someone and actually taking the time to listen to their current situation, um, the core problems that they're going through and where do they actually want to get to? Like what's, what's, what sort of outcomes are they either trying to set or trying to get closer towards? And only then diagnosing the problems, you can then provide the solution or the prescription, um, you know, keeping, keeping it consistent with the doctor metaphor. Um, mm. But also you don't always get it right. Sometimes you do have to trial and error and test like a scientist and find out which one works. There's not, there's never always just the first sort of best case um, answer the first go. Yeah. So you're, philosophy on that on marketing and what it means is that is that sort of what what led to you losing that attraction and that relationship with the creative agency because you had such potent and like uh and deeper um meaning to what you were doing whereas the agency itself maybe was losing touch with that yeah and and I, yeah, again, I take full responsibility for the way that panned out because there, there came a point where it became very transactional the way we were, I was communicating with clients. It was always trying to like get the sale and keep the business going. And I sort of lost that touch. And that, that became a bit of a, a moment where I felt like I was splintering away from like my values. I didn't, I didn't really have a solid understanding of my values at the time, but I think that's why it felt a bit, bit um, foreign to me. Um, and it did affect the, you know, certain, certain projects. Like sometimes I would struggle to, to set ba uh, boundaries with clients and they would sort of take advantage of that and not follow up with payments and, you know, be like, Oh, you know, we, you didn't meet the expectations. So we're not going to pay you. Um, fair enough, but there were some cases where they, you know, sort of took advantage of us in that sense, because I didn't, you know, I wasn't clear with my communications and I didn't set expectations. I didn't set boundaries for myself, um, but huge, huge learning, learning curve and a lot to take away from that um, mm. moving into uh, where I'm currently at now. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Let's, let's do it then. Um, speaking about where you're currently at now, where have you been, what was it last couple of weeks? What, what happened for you in the last couple of weeks as a whole? Yeah. As a whole. Okay. So post leaving the agency, um, got a payout, ended up reinvesting 
pretty much all of that into uh, a business course and then having some leftover to reinvest into uh, the transformer. So I was like, all right, I'm, I've sort of come out of the agency, no income. I sort of picked up a side sales job remotely, um, ended up doing like three calls, closed one deal. And then I got fired from that because I tried to juggle too many things at once. Um, <laughs> like it was, it was a good company, but my heart was just wasn't in it. I was ready to just like reset. I went to Darwin for, for two weeks. So my head just wasn't in it. Um, but again, a lot, a lot of lessons, a lot of skills taken away from that experience. And then, yeah. And then sort of just being like open to, to, I guess, working on, on my skills, on myself. Um, and then I think, I think, uh, eventually I got connected. Um, oh, the, the way I found, um, Tom in, um, the transformers, um, one of his, um, old students actually hit me up on on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Ryan, and he was like, "Hey man, like we've been following each other for a while, and I thought like why not we just catch up and see if if like you know we vibe." Ended up catching up with him. Um, had a really good good talk. He shared his experience about um, Transformer, and he also like immediately he 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 challenged me to um to to actually make amends with with the agency and, and open up to, to my business partner. So that's sort of where I was like, you know what, this is sort of the individuals I want to be surrounding myself with people who are going to like challenge me and push me to be, you know, a better person um, and not just stay in, in this, this, you know, this area of comfort where I'm not really growing. Um, mm. And that, that was the first sort of um, exposure to, to Tom's content. And then I started interacting with that and then getting to speak with you, as well and it just yeah just from there it, um it was just a very organic sort of yeah natural sort of connection that we sort of built and even speaking with you for the first time it it felt like i was speaking with an old friend essentially mm. Mm. yeah i felt that as well definitely yeah it's it kind of comes back to what we're talking about we mentioned it a few times but stepping into that that new phase new life but also like for me anyway, it was having an interaction with you and, and the other, you know, transformer guys and majority of the people who come through either working, doing stuff with me or doing stuff through Tom Clark's work. Um, there's a sense of relief when you, when you speak with them and, and interact with them, it's almost like, so it's like, oh yeah, these are, these are the people that I should be around and that I want to be, be around. And it's just such a, it's exciting and so comforting. Does that make sense? I know I kind of yeah. w- went off there, but it's, I, I understand what you mean about um, yeah. that interaction was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is, this is the thing I'm on the right mm. path. Mm. And it was, it was definitely validated stepping into the room day one of transformer mm. immediately embracing everyone. And then like, I've never been in a room where I felt like so comfortable to just <laughs> express myself and just be willing to, to be vulnerable and to, to like share. Um, yeah. My story, which is, which was actually one of my outcomes. 
So mm. yeah, I, I totally, totally relate to that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, obviously it was such an incredible thing to be able to witness from the outside, like your, what you went through and having such a, an outcome that was, that had so much power behind it, being able to express yourself, like that's huge. Um, mm. So it was, it was just an honor being able to be there and, and, uh, and experience it from the outside. But I know there's a lot to unpack, unpack from the transformer. So I'm not just going to say what was the transformer for you, but more specifically, what was the biggest breakthrough? Oh, uh, I've been asked this question quite a bit and it's, mm. uh, it's probably, it's probably just the, the realization of like, you know, the sum of all my past experiences, um, the environments, um, the thoughts, how that turned into patterns, turned into actions and how I subconsciously just created an identity around, you know, I'm not worthy of being a leader. I'm not worthy of, of, you know, affection. I'm not a great speaker. You know, I, I don't know how to tell my story. Like it's that, yeah, it's just realizing that that's just an identity that I've, you know, created um, like up until this point. And then just really being like, like that is literally my hero's journey. Like all, all those, all those, um, all that adversity and all those struggles is what sort of makes me the hero of my, my journey essentially. Mm. Um, and like that, and then just, I remember Tom talking about, uh, about the topic and then I just, I don't know. It just hit me. Like it wasn't a complex topic that we're talking about, but I was just like sitting to myself, like, shit, I'm, I've been the hero this whole time. Like I'm, I've been the hero all along. Like I don't need to constantly be seeking out people to, to, to lead me and whatnot. Like I can be that for myself. And I've always sort of felt that deep down. Um, and then the byproduct of that is like being self-accepting and being able to, you know, discover that, that area of like self-love and yeah, that allowed me to, you would have seen it express and be very vulnerable, uh, vulnerable and um, share my message, share my story in front of a group of amazing, you know, individuals. So yeah, just having that realization was, um, was a, yeah, very transformative for, for me personally. And then moving on to the, the business side of things and realizing what it is you're here to do in this moment right now anyway tell yeah tell me about that what came up so the transformer is the inner work right would you mm. it's safe to say that first and foremost it's that inner work yeah. um the thing that is so neglected and just kind of brushed off as something that people do when they're spiritual or um you know connected to the earth or whatever but you realize it's just the thing that needs to come first the inner work needs mm. to happen for you to fully connect to what it is that you're doing and what you're acting on in life in business and all that so going to the business side of things that is also a part of the transformer what did you 
yeah, what did you realize about yourself and what you want to do that you never knew before doing that in a work? Mm. It was more, uh, it just validated my previous thoughts and previous experiences, like with my first business, like freelancing, doing the agency. The reason there wasn't, I guess, like true fulfillment in that is because I, I started off um, on the outside, trying to build the business from the outside. All right, what do people want? Um, yada, yada, yada. But what hit me on day one was like, you can build, start a business from within. It can start with your own story, your own struggles, um, you know, figuring out your core values first and then being like, all right, this is, you know, this is where I can provide the most impact on people's lives. And I've always mm. said, like, I want to be helping people. I wanted to be the person that I needed growing up. And that's sort of essentially where I'm sort of moving into now, trying to help people um, align themselves with their, their values and building something around that. Cause then you don't experience that moment where you feel like you're, you're putting on a persona and, and the, you're neglecting the, the, the real person behind that. Um, it should sort of be intertwined. I, I believe. Mm, yeah. It's, it's obviously possible for someone to build a business from the outside in for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's funny. It's like, you don't have to build an in a business from the inside out, but also yeah. you kind of have to like it. Yeah. It's, that yeah it's otherwise almost... you're constantly going to be seeking all these other like ideas you're going to be chasing the next shiny object because you don't have like a a deep conviction for what you're doing you're constantly looking um to the outside for the answers mm. right yeah that but external get... validation yeah yeah mm. Mm. yeah that's a, that's a big one yeah and tom expresses that really well and obviously embodies it so well being someone who he's done the whole outside in in the in the past and he's he's realized the power and importance of something being built from the inside out um mm. that's that's an important thing that's an important thing for people to know for people to hear um what was your biggest moment or the most euphoric moment of the transformer mm. It, it definitely would have been the visualization piece. I think uh, the first one where I think it was day one where it was like, think of someone who you have just unconditional love for. You're just like internally grateful for. And the first name that popped up was my sister. Like she was a big, she was probably my first mentor in terms of like, just business just like how to save just like fundamental stuff like that um but then my mind turned to my mom because she was obviously the nourisher the caregiver growing up um in terms of like unconditional love that's where i could i could get that um uh yeah with no sort of um expectation uh, it's mm. just like pure unconditional love so yeah and then like I hadn't cried for, I can't remember the last time I cried. It would have been like many years before that. But then 
opening my eyes and then Tom saying like, like imagine the person is in front of you right now. Like, what would you want to say? (laughs) And then like, it was just like a rush of just like raw emotion Mm -hmm. and just being like so thankful. And then me just like thinking about the days where like, although mom was going through her own struggles, you know, she like, she was, she only just opened up to me. She was quite depressed when I was, when she was raising me and my sister, but um, like her just being so selfless and um, just sitting with me when I was sick and, um, and she would just look after me and yeah, just, yeah, that just pure, just emotion and gratitude for that just came out and man, it was, it was a beautiful moment. Like I must say, it was awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Just thinking back to that moment, it was huge for, for so many of the people, but that's, it's really cool how, so there were a few different exercises for those who haven't experienced the, the transformer or Tom's work. There are different exercises um, like that, where you're able to speak to speak to people or say what you want to say to people without them being there, which is a really, really powerful thing. And it's cool that each, each individual at the transformer took away or those different exercises, everyone had their own. One was more powerful for someone uh, than another. It was, yeah, it it was just really cool to see that, to see that play out. Mm. And you can see the breakthroughs. You can see the, the moment where something hits for someone Um, and sometimes it does look like someone literally falling to the ground. Like, um, yeah, like, uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying it, but Troy's moment, he just, that was that moment. Um, and he just collapsed. He was, he just dropped down and everything was released and he was free Man, it was beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's literally just like witnessing someone just like shed a, like, like a literal identity that they've built for like Mm -hmm. so many years and just like, you know, really realizing and then stepping into and really deeply feeling like their best self. Like it's, it's been in there the entire time. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. It was powerful. What would you, yeah. What would you say to people hearing this that, What would you say to people hearing this that don't quite understand the importance of what what is experienced at the transformer or rather the importance of doing the inner work? What would you say to someone mm. who simply doesn't get it? Mm. I think it's... I think there comes a point in, in, in your life, especially mine, where you realize seeking the answers externally, like outside from you, you get, you sort of hit a roadblock and then you hit another roadblock and then you go, Oh wait, maybe all my perceptions and thoughts and all these things to the outside world is actually just a reflection into my own life. And then when you sort of, get that first level of of awareness and then you start to look into yourself a bit more then you start to go okay maybe i need to sit with this and be like be really real and open with what 
I need to work on. Um, and sometimes you do need a guide or someone to shine light on that. And that's where I decided to take that leap and, and join, join you guys for the five days at Transformer. Um, but the thing is like, during those five days, I was never told what to do. I was never told what to think, what to believe. It was simply just prompting me to ask myself the deeper questions and then mm-hmm. me reflecting and then finding those meanings and answers on my own, which is why I think I had such a big breakthrough. Um, yeah, just like being like, okay, the sum of all my experiences, like accept that the behaviors, the persona that I put on, like, that's not me. Like um, just accepting me as the person that I am. Um, mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Leaning into just leaning into that openness, leaning into the vulnerability and just, yeah. Willing, willing to just be, to sit in that. So. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. It's almost like the opposite of seeking answers, isn't it? It's just, Mm. when you when you rock up and you're in that room because you've decided to be there it's like it's just allowing the stuff to come up that needs to come up it's 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 allowance rather than seeking um Mm. yeah that's that's an interesting one and uh tom and i were actually talking about this tom dim and i um how seeking is can be detrimental and you see it in, I hate putting the words uh, spiritual, spirituality on this because this isn't spirituality embodied, but so many people who are in that sort of world and um, everything is up here in the clouds um, and, and spiritual in their life, it's, it can be detrimental when all, the, all they're doing is seeking and um rather than just coming down here to earth and just allowing um Mm. it's and it's almost like it's an interesting paradox it's almost like being down and and here on the earth and being grounded is more spiritual than being spiritual it's Mm. it's really cool it's um yeah that's something that i've been been pondering on for for a little while and I, i think it's important to to have that balance, you know, have that really good balance of, um, yeah, time spent in your head and time spent in your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah. yeah, just touching on that, like, like I remember last year I was constantly trying to, quote unquote, find myself and find what my purpose was. But I, like Tom mentioned it, you end up finding yourself, finding yourself. It's just like a dog <laughs> chasing its own tail. Yeah. And, and it was cause I was constantly, my head would just head was constantly in the clouds. Like I wasn't, I wasn't just like, yeah, searching. Yeah. I just wasn't, I guess, allowing it, allowing the answers to come in already. It was always just like looking, looking elsewhere. Mm. I think I just needed that, you know, that little guidance and yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. And, the, and when you're in those moments of, um, of looking and, and searching or finding yourself, the language that, that we have, cause I've been there as well, you know, I've been in those, those, those times in my life when it was all up there um, and the language, because all you're doing is finding yourself is, 
just, oh yeah, I'm finding myself. And it's like, people talk about it, um, no disrespect, but when they're in those sort of times in their life, it's like, oh yeah, finding myself, like it's so beautiful, so important. Um, but what's coming from finding yourself instead of the, the, um, it also comes down to like having a, having a shadow career. I don't know if Tom spoke about it much, but Stephen Pressfield talks about it. It's like, instead of someone being, all right, just for, for example, being a podcast host, they'll be a podcast researcher. Like they'll do the research Mm. for a podcast as opposed to doing the podcast itself. You know what I mean? Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, yeah and me too. me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's just cool being aware of that. I think. Mm. <laughs> um I think yeah, and I think the biggest takeaway post transformer is just just uh, just having a great understanding of myself and my surroundings and like understanding like I have the I have the control, I have the power over my own thoughts, hence I have the the power over the results that I have in in this space and yeah just yeah just owning that and just realizing like it's really you know i i if i really want to step into my higher self like i can do it like Mm. i'm already doing it Mm. yeah so what does that mean moving forward now coming out of the transformer with everything you've taken from it what's the overarching thing that is there for you moving forward oh i I always say this but like i'm i'm already i'm already the hero i'm ready that person i needed to be i've like i've sort of realized that i'm actualizing that on a day-to-day basis i'm showing up first thing in the morning um i'm deeply convicted and and know my core values now and it's a lot easier to just like do the business activities and 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 work on your relationships and just show up um in your life knowing that i have those foundations and i guess that direction on um on yeah i guess where i sort of envision myself as you know my highest sort of person where i can create the most impact you know owning the wins and losses, owning the challenges, owning everything outside my control and in, in control, implementing things I take take from my day-to-day and putting those into actions, expressing myself, educating others, um, and just exploring new new ways to live. Um, yeah, just being open to new ideas, new sort of thoughts. Yeah. It's it's a lot mm. more clearer now. Um, instead of just <laughs> sort of wandering around in like a fog. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so powerful. It's so good to hear you, hear you say that. Anybody who's just listening to this and and hearing you, um, no doubt they're just going to be like, "Who is this guy? What has he just realized? And <laughs> how do I get in touch with him?" Um, no doubt, just hearing you speak so with so much conviction and conviction and and being so disciplined in in doing this work that you're talking about and and being so passionate about it people are going to hear this and and for a lot of people they're going to realize 
why shit matters. Yeah, that's mm. cool. For the first mm. time, for a lot of people listening to this, they're gonna they're gonna realize, oh yeah, like it it matters to to do good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sounds so simple, but that's that ripple effect, man. That's that's <laughs> that's what's driving me at the moment. Just yeah, mm. being able to have that effect. Mm. What does your ripple look like then? Ooh, uh, it's yeah, just living through my values and experiences and just being openly expressive and, and sharing, um, you know, what I learn and I guess teaching others to, or guiding others to, to, you know, raise their level of awareness in, in their own lives by, I guess, experiencing themselves vicariously through my content or through my mm -hmm. messages and through my story. Um, Cause again, it's just like that first little domino um, that falls and then it could lead to a whole crazy, like branched off effect and them mm. reflecting into their own stuff. Like that's been awesome. And since, and I used to always just hide behind a computer screen and be so hesitant to, to share stuff. But since I've been doing that, it's funny how, the world works people you start attracting people who are themselves looking for similar things and you start having curious people asking questions about how they can start meditating in the morning and how they can be a bit more mindful and yeah it's like even just those little little changes i'm realizing um it's it's a small drop but it, those small drops can lead to massive tidal waves right mm yeah so someone wanting to to start meditating what would you suggest someone who's never done it before and they want to start mm. it they want to experience it what would you say to them wherever you are right now just take one deep conscious breath mm. and if a thought comes up or a distraction you're pretty much already meditating you're <laughs> don't don't judge yourself if um if you do get distracted don't be hard on yourself because i used to do that but just realize anywhere wherever you are you you can just sit in stillness and be aware of your thoughts um i think that's a good step yeah yeah awesome yeah releasing judgment has was a big one for me uh around mm -hmm. meditating as well and being able to sit in stillness um yeah it's we can be very quick to judge ourselves and then holding on to that judgment is even worse. You know, it's just like, yeah. What if, if we do find that we've judged ourselves or, or someone else, we need to be able to let go of the fact that we've judged ourselves or someone else. Does that make sense? It's yeah. It no, that makes sense. Up. Yeah. It can build up. Yeah. That's so that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I took away uh, was also like to the degree you judge others is the equivalent you judge yourself. So just like mm. be mindful, like judgment is final, you know? So, yeah. Mm. Mm, beautiful. So is there anything else from that you feel called to share from the Transformer experience from that event? Mm. I think it's... Yeah, it's, I guess, anyone who's considering it, like not just the Transformer, but just considering 
leaning into or like embodying you know what they deeply value on a day-to-day basis and that that feeling like there is a higher person that you do want to step into i think it's just um being being willing to trust yourself and allow yourself to to go through your own hero's journey and that also means facing you know your demons your dragons um the ups and downs um yeah just allowing yourself to fully experience those moments in life um and that in itself will you will bring you closer to to a guide or or maybe even allow you to to realize that you yourself are the hero without a guide like that would yeah just being just leaning into trust and, and being open and allowing yourself um, mm-hmm. to just really experience life. Yeah. Beautiful. And it obviously doesn't have to be Tom, obviously, but mm, for mm. coming from someone who has worked with Tom, why would you say that his, him being a guide to you has been important? Mm. Why, why him for you? So people can understand that. Mm. Oh, to put it simply, everything <laughs> I thought I couldn't be, I saw in Tom. Mm. But but deep down, uh, like I knew it was there. Like I was capable. I, I had the potential to 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 be the guide, to be the hero, to have an impact. So I guess again, the more resistance you have towards something, I I guess maybe start to question that and ponder that whether that's like an indication to take a leap um Mm -hmm. and that's same with using fear as as fear as the is the greatest indicator for um for taking action Mm. yep absolutely fear and fear and ego frustration when you feel the ego is frustrated and you're defensive that's Mm that's when it's the shit that you need to do and you need to face. Hey. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, What was I going to say? What did you want to be growing up? What did you want to be when you were younger? First, firstly at age five, uh, straight away, I wanted to be an AFL player for the Port Adelaide football club. Mm-hmm. That was the number one thing. I would be like setting up pillows, taking speckies on the couch. The second one was, <laughs> the, the second one after that was, I genuinely wanted to be a superhero. I wanted to be Spider-Man. I absolutely was enamored by Peter Parker and, and Spider-Man. I saw very similar traits in like, you know, being being the underdog, getting kicked around, being so small and then <laughs> being able to step into a new identity and be that hero. So it's funny now, coming full circle is like me realizing like i'm stepping into that that hero <laughs> absolutely hero state. so that's a that's a, that's a great that's great timing on your part for bringing that up um i used to always tell mum to cut my hair like peter parker and she would never get it right bless her soul but um yeah i absolutely loved loved peter parker loved um spider-man yeah i wanted to be a superhero that's and awesome. i the yeah and i guess like now i I am, I am my own hero, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And to many others as well, I can assure you to many others. Um, that's awesome. I love that. So 
before before we wrap this up, do you have anything else that you feel called to put out there? Is there something, a message that you want to give the viewers and listeners and, and audience? I think it's like even right now, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to it, whether you're at work or at home, like it doesn't take like something incredible to for you to like impact make an impact you know start a ripple effect it's it's very this it's very small details in your day-to-day where you can affect change and affect people's lives um whether it's like um you know deeply listening to someone's challenges and seeing them as the hero and focusing on the areas where they are showing up as the hero um yeah, like there's there's many ways where you can, you know, have that drop in the ocean and create your own tidal waves in your own life and for other people's lives. Um, yeah. Start mm. with what's ready around you, you know, you as a person. Mm. Hmm. Beautiful. That's a beautiful message. Yeah, beautiful message. And those who want to see more of you because I am so certain that they will after hearing this they're going to be like where is every single place that i can check this dude out uh where can people find your stuff man man i've, I've been popping off a lot on uh instagram facebook also on linkedin um tiktok as well yeah i'll be sharing a lot more messages a lot more of my story and yeah just really trying to step into into the leader and teacher and become a guide for others or yeah, I guess when, when they're ready, I guess they'll be able to find me um, <laughs> online in person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. So Instagram, like what's, what's your handles? What are your, yeah. what's the Instagram handles? Instagram's A N T O N I E underscore N G. And from there you'll be able to find me on Facebook and, and all the other platforms, but yeah, that's probably a good start. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. And I'll I'll attach all the um all the links in the uh the show description. Um yeah. do you have any questions for me? Oh <laughs> it's all if good I, if not. <laughs> no, I I definitely do, but it would probably take another oh who knows, it could take hours until I get to, <laughs> to level where I'm with satisfied. my responses. Yeah. That's why no one wants me on their podcast because my response just takes too long. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess for you right now, like what's your drive to, to have these conversations with people like myself? Mm, that's a beautiful question. Um, biggest thing, because it matters. That's huge for me right now um, because it matters. And it's always going to be like this all started from the, this is my gift to myself and everybody else as a platform for expression this is the opportunity for people like yourself um heart-centered people to jump on be in the spotlight as daunting as it is and just share whatever their whatever their message is and that in itself is a gift to me and it will always be a gift to um the the younger self the 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 person who i have experienced being in the past um said goodbye to now but um, it's just, 
it's a way of honoring me and and humanity offering a space for expression expression so yeah and also because it matters <laughs> absolutely boom Re- fully wholeheartedly received man it's it's been an absolute honor and pleasure just to like speak mm. with such a warm loving soul like yourself yeah it's been awesome mm. Mm. thank you brother thank you yeah it's it's been so cool and i'm so glad this was the first one back for some time um yes. this really gets kicks it off with like yeah this is a oh an awesome way to start back up um so thank you for your time thank you for the patience around getting it all set up and <laughs> taking pauses here and there um but yeah it's been awesome my last question for you is what does raw mean to you oh Being 100% you. Sick. Perfect. I love it. Thank you, brother. That's awesome. Um, Wicked. Let's wrap it up there. Uh, It's been such a pleasure, man. And I'm so excited for the world to hear your message and hear your journey and, and realize what it is to go through that hero's journey a few times around and now embodying the fucking hero that you are. So thank you once again, man. And yeah, peace. Cheers to everyone listening and everyone who is tuning back in after some time away. Um, Hope you enjoy. Mm